Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. I hope you guys are having a good week so far. It's Thursday, right? Yeah, it's Thursday, thankfully. It's Thursday. You know, weekend's almost here, alright? And we can party and just fucking shop and do all the, the just the fucking good stuff, alright? That makes us human, okay? If you don't know who I am, I am your host with the most, Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, alright? And on today's episode, since it is Thursday, we're keeping on with the tradition of like four or five months ago, six months ago, alright, of horror movie breakdowns, and today we have Five Nights at Freddy's. It was who? I don't know, okay? If you love the video games, you know, of Five Nights at Freddy's, this is beautiful, right? If you know nothing about Five Nights at Freddy's, it's a little, can be a little too much, can be a little weird, it can be like, what the hell is this, alright? Now, I never played the video games, okay, but I have watched gameplay on the video game, okay? There's multiple, alright? The only one that I really paid attention to and really, really played was Security Breach, okay? And that is a beautiful video game. If you haven't played it, go play it, okay? It is really, really good. But that is the movie we're doing today. Um, like usual, the rundown is, you know, the synopsis or the synop, all right? Then I'm going to run through the actors, the fucking production company, just everything a part of this movie box office, just everything, gonna cover it all, okay, and then I'm gonna tell you my thoughts on it, alright, and then after that, alright, it's gonna be our favorite time of the episode, it's gonna be the Rotten Tomato reviews, okay, and then after that I'm gonna let you guys go and I'll see you guys on Saturday, alright, for another banger episode, okay, so, without further ado, let's get into this Beautiful little movie, alright? So, the synopsis, or the synop, is the film follows a troubled security guard as he begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. Rating PG-13, strong violent content, language, and bloody images. Genre, horror, mystery, and thriller, original language, English, director, Emma Tammy, production company, or all the producers. Jason Blum, I think it's Jason Blum, I don't know if it's Jason Bloom or Blum, but we're going to roll with Blum and Scat Coffin. Writer, Scott Cawthon, Emma Tammy, and Seth Cudback. Release date theaters, October 27th, 2023, worldwide. Release date streaming, October 27th, 2023. Box office, gross USA. This kind of shocked me. I didn't know it was going to make this much money, all right? But it made $113.2 million dollars. 
right? That's pretty good. I didn't know that many people were actually going to go out and see it. But it was, it was, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's good, all right? Runtime, hour and 50 minutes. You know, just a little over that little, you know, hour and a half. Distributor, Universal Pictures, Production Company, Blumhouse Productions, and Striker Entertainment. Sound Mix, Dolby Digital, and Dolby Atmos, all right? Josh Hutcherson plays Mike. He was also PETA. I think his name's PETA in The Hunger Games. Elizabeth Lale plays Vanessa. Cat Connor plays... Well, hold on. Cat Connor Sterling. Sorry, can't forget her last name. Plays Max. Piper Rubio plays Abby. Marthy Stewart. Or not Marthy, fuck. Mary Stewart plays Masterson. No, fuck. Hold on. All right, I'm I'm out of it right now. Let's 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 bring it back in, okay? Mary Stewart Masterson plays Aunt Jane. All right. Matthew Lillard plays Steve Raglan. He also played Stu in Scream. All right, the first Scream. Also played Shaggy in the live action movies. Okay. Now, this movie, I think, was good. I thought it was good, okay? Now, yes, it is PG-13, so it wasn't incredibly scary. Like, it wasn't... If you are a hardcore, like, horror movie watcher, you will not find this scary whatsoever, okay? It truly is made to scare people around its rating, which was PG-13. That is who it is intended for, okay? Now, don't get me wrong, there are some, you know, some gory parts. Like, um, this one girl, the babysitter, she... Let me give you, let me back up, let me give you the premise of everything, okay? So, fuck, I already forgot his name. The dude that played PETA, I'm just gonna refer to him as PETA because I forgot his fucking name. PETA decides to, you know, he's a security guard and he decides to punch this dad one day because he thinks that that kid is being kidnapped, right? And so he gets fired from his, you know, job at mall security. So he then goes to this, like, work recruiting, like, where you go to get jobs that people are posting. And Stu, from Scream, gonna refer to him as Stu because I complete Steve, we'll call him, well, we'll just go Steve. And he tells him, hey, like, you fly through jobs, like, I can't help you whatsoever, okay? Like, there's nothing I can do for you. And, you know, Peter's like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do, okay? So he gets up, and as he's about to leave, Steve says, but I do have this one job. The pay isn't, the pay isn't well, but it's better than nothing, and it's a night shift. And he's like, I can't do nights. So he's like, well... Here's my card. Give me a call, you know, whenever, if you need it, okay? So, Steve, not Steve, fucking PETA goes back to his house where his, you know, sister is. He's taking care of his sister because, as you find out throughout the movie, mom dies, brother got kidnapped when he was little, and dad is just a piece of shit and couldn't manage anything. So, he moved out on his own and he got custody of his sister, okay? Well, when he goes home... He's getting served papers, right, to go to court because 
his aunt, who's a huge bitch, fucking hate that woman, right? She thinks he's not fit to be the caretaker of his sister. And so they get into this huge argument and stuff like that, and they're just yelling back and forth. Because he gets served papers and he has to go to the school and talk to this, like, fucking, what is it, school counselor or whatever. Or not a school counselor, it's a doctor, but it, it, like, takes place at a school. I don't fucking know. It's confusing. It's really, really confusing, that part. Now that I'm thinking about it, it is, yeah, it's weird, okay? And so, he's thinks about getting rid of his sister, thinks about, you know, giving her to his bitch of an aunt. And the counselor or the doctor's like, she loves you, right? You're in all of the pictures that she draws, right? You're in every single one of them. And the aunt is like, well, like a kid shouldn't just be drawing constantly, okay? Something's wrong with her if she's drawing constantly. She needs to go see a therapist, that whole dumb fucking thing, right? Fuck her. Fuck Aunt Mary. I am so happy when she died, okay? It was such a breath of fresh air, okay? So after that meeting, you know, they go home and they find out, well, once he gets home, he finds out that he's got an eviction notice because he's just, he's struggling, okay? And we've all been there before. We all know what it feels like to struggle, and he is struggling, all right? So he calls up Steve, and he's like, hey, I'll take that fucking job, right? And Steve's like, okay, cool, but there's a few things that you should know about this place, okay? And he runs through basically everything that Five Nights at Freddy's is, okay? So, as he goes on his first day, you know, Nothing out of the ordinary. He falls asleep a few times at work. And it's because he's like a dream analysis. Well, a dream analyzer. Not analysis. Analyzer. And he's trying to figure out who took his brother when he was little. When they were camping. He wants to know who took his brother, right? And I'm not going to try and spoil it. But all I'm going to say is Steve is a little bit shady, okay? And then, you know, you run into this cop. I have to really, really beat around this part, so I'm going to skip a bunch of shit. At one point, he meets a cop. She's awesome. And she has a dark past that's connected to Five Nights at Freddy's. And after he meets her, um, the next day, there is a meeting between the babysitter that watches Peta's sister... And then her older brother or cousin or someone that's related to her. And then the aunts, right? And she, you know, the aunt told the babysitter, like, hey, you haven't found out anything that I could pin on him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, well, I have an idea, right? What if we destroyed the place that he works at? He's a security guard, but don't we get him fired so we can't get a job and you get custody of the kid. And so that's what they do, right? The aunt sends the babysitter and her brother, cousin, whatever, to Five Nights at Freddy's to Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. And they're like, okay, we're here. All right, I'm going to get a team together. Let's fucking do this. So they get a team together. They go in and they start destroying 
Five Nights at Freddy's, the Pete's Place, the parlor, whatever you want to fucking call it. They go in there and they start destroying it. And that is when you see the first time when the animatronics actually go apeshit and kill them, right? They kill all of them. There's five people and they get fucking slaughtered, right? By these animatronics, okay? And at one point, the babysitter, she goes in there to, you know, brother, cousin, whatever he is to make sure he's all right. And she gets, I think, chomped in half by, yeah, she gets chomped in half by Freddy. So fucking funny. That's about the only gory part of this film from what I can remember. I'm trying to think, but that, I, as of right now, that is the only thing I can really think about, okay? And so, the next night, well, the next day-ish, not really the next day, later on, well, yeah, I guess the next day, I don't fucking know, okay? I can't remember if it's the next day, or if it was just later that day, but, um, the cop lady that patrols that area where Five Nights at Freddy's is, she goes to, um, Peter's house and says, hey, like, what are these? Like, you know, I can pin this on, like, I can, if, if this is what it is, I can, like, I can't help you once I file this report. And so he takes her to this, they go on a walk, right? And he takes her to this, like, little river kind of thing when there's, like, swans and stuff like that. And they're just sitting on a park bench, right? And he explains her the story about her brother getting, well, not her brother, his brother getting kidnapped, okay? And then Abby, which is the little, which is his younger sister's name, he starts explaining their whole life story and their backstory to this female cop okay well that night the babysitter doesn't pick up obviously because she dead she's dead she dead <laughs> that's funny i love english sometimes it is so funny but so that night they go to five nights of freddy's or freddy fazbear's pizzeria and abby's with him and abby goes in and the entire time well he's like this is not a vacation, you know, you have to go to sleep, this is for work, and she goes, no, no problem, captain, so they go into the security office, he pitches her a little tent, and she falls asleep, right, and at the same time, as she's like, you know, sleeping, he also falls asleep, so he can go do his whole dream analysis thing, and he comes across these five kids, I'm not going to spoil it what these five kids are, and that's all I'm going to say, that's all I'm going to say. These are five kids, right? Just pay attention when these five kids, okay? They're they're different. They're weird, okay? And so, next thing you know, you hear a little voice calling out to Abby. And she gets up and goes out there and starts playing with the animatronics and they're moving. And this is the first time where you see PETA like, oh my god, like what the fuck is this, right? And then, I can't remember... No, it's not this time. It was the end of his shift, and so they leave, and goes home, falls asleep, has another dream, blah, 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 and then they, he gets up for work and takes Abby with him to work again, while well, this time the female cop is there. And so when they arrive, and stuff like that, they all walk in, and they, you know, start having fun as, like, a whole group. Like, it's super, super innocent, blah 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 and so then you know they leave and this is where you find out that you know 
the female officer has a weird past because she gets very uncomfortable with the animatronics and she just knows something's wrong and she's not telling PETA, right? Well, you later find out that PETA... Whoa, hold on. You later find out that... I can't say that because it's going to spoil it, so I swear I'm just going to cut that off, okay? The whole other half of the film, there's a lot of fighting, a lot of good shit, okay? So, just, I'm going to, yeah, I can't say anymore. I'm going to give it away and I don't want to, alright? But it is a good movie, okay? A lot of people are comparing it to Willy's Wonderland. And you really can't make that comparison because, one, the ratings are two different, are are just different. Willy's Wonderland is rated R, and this one's rated PG-13. So they're targeted at two different fucking demographics, right? This one is for the younger kids, like high schoolers. Like when I was in high school, this fucking game was huge, all right? And a lot of us played it. A lot of us watched it, like gameplay on and stuff like that. I personally never really truly played it, but I knew about it, okay? And it, and I knew it came out I, from well from what I could remember. I feel like it came out when I was in like middle school and early high school. Okay, so probably about like 2012 to 2014, 2015 is that range where it came out, right? So it's you, it's just it's different. Okay, it's different. It's not targeted towards adults. It's mainly targeted to children around 13. And for personally for me, I think they did a wonderful job at what they did. Like if I was 12, 13, I would have, you know, probably thought it was, you know, a little bit scary, but I was also watching horror movies since I was 10. So I had a pretty good, you know, knowledge of what horror really is. But if you've never seen a horror movie and you're tw- like 11, 12, 13, 14, this would absolutely, I feel like, scare you just a tiny bit. I feel like it would truly scare you, okay? So, if you think it's going to be like Willy's Wonderland, I wouldn't see it because it's going to, you're going to just want to shit on Five Nights at Freddy's, okay? And you also kind of need to understand a little bit of the lore behind this movie, And that's why I think it was also targeted to a younger demographic because, you know, it's on the phone, it's on the tablet, it's on the PlayStation, Xbox, it's on Nintendo, it's on all of these sites for these kids that, you know, already have all of these consoles. So it is, you know, it's more targeted towards them, all right? Now, Willy's Wonderland is a whole different story, okay? There's blood, there's gore, there's swearing, you know? There's Nicolas Cage who doesn't say a single fucking thing and whoops animatronic ass, right? That movie's fucking phenomenal. Definitely top five favorite horror movie of all time. No questions asked, okay? But you can't compare the two because they're completely different, right? But it was a good movie. Personally, I love the storyline, but I also like the video game. Okay? So, I would recommend go out and watch it. Alright? I don't think you would be upset whatsoever. Personally. Storyline's good. Action's good. It's that typical, you know, 
Everything leads up, there's a huge fight, and obviously the protagonists win. So, it's really good. You guys should go out and watch it. I recommend it. I watch it on Peacock, so if you have Peacock, it's already on there, right? If you want to go to the movie theater, which is always fun, and, you know, there's really no wrong time to go to a movie theater, go see it in theaters. I think you guys will enjoy it, all right? But, now we're going to get into our favorite part of the episode, the Rotten Tomato Reviews, okay? Also forgot to mention, let me find it, let me find it. This movie by the critics on the tomato meter was given 29%, but the audience score gave it an 88. So, usually when it's rated above 75 by Rotten Tomatoes, it's usually a pretty good movie, right? If it's the audience score. Nobody really gives a fuck about what the critics say because it is their job to tear shit down like this. So, go watch it, alright? Now, the critics' consensus of this movie is loaded with Easter eggs. Five Nights at Freddy's may be fun to watch for fans of the game, but most viewers of any other persuasion will find this adaptation muddled and decidedly unscary. It's not that scary, but I do agree with this a little bit, okay? Alright, now the audience says, the audience consensus is perfectly capturing the lore and spirit of the source material, Five Nights at Freddy's is a long-awaited treat for fans of the game, okay? And that's why this movie probably did so well, was because it was such a huge fucking video game back when I was like 10, 11, 13, 14, like... Well, I forgot to say 12, but that whole range, 10 to tw- 10 to 14, it's, you know, that's why I probably did so good, because we're old enough to not go fucking watch and shit like that. So it is really good, okay? That's why I think it did really good, all right? Our first little review comes from Perry Nemiroff. Perry Nemiroff, YouTube top critic. You can probably go watch her YouTube video. Shout out Perry Nemiroff, okay? If you go to her video, watch it. Just type comment Dusty McBall's The Rainy Day Horror Show. Said you, well, didn't say said you, but say told your review in a podcast. And then she's going to come here and listen to him and be like, oh my God, that's my fucking name. He talked about me, right? That's what's going to happen. So go to her, go to her YouTube channel, all right? Watch the video. Make a comment on there, okay? And then, I'm not going to watch it. I'm sorry, Perry, if you ever see this. Sorry, not going to watch it. Because I just don't watch movie breakdowns a whole lot on YouTube and stuff like that. Because I really don't care, okay? But, well, I shouldn't say I don't care. I don't really care to watch somebody talk about a movie. I'd rather listen so I can multitask. Because I'm a multitasker. Because I'm constantly fucking busy. But I guess I could also just put it on the speaker and not even look at the phone. But, guys... Stop making me second guess myself, okay? I'm just not gonna go watch it, right? I got other shit to do, okay? She said, A so-so adaptation that's in- entertaining enough, but a must-see for the expertly crafted animatronics. I want to know how they did those animatronics because it was really interesting. It was really, really interesting. This one comes from Clarice Loffrey. Independent UK 
top critic. Instead of catering to the inbuilt audience ready and waiting, Five Nights wastes time trying to win over people who couldn't care less. As a result, that should have been an intricate, twisted, and absurd treat is demoted to generic horror movie sludge. Sorry, that one was difficult difficult to read for me. Don't know why. But Clarice, you're going to fall down a flight of stairs and break your leg, and it's because of this review. Sorry, you have no taste. Miles Klee, Rolling Stone, Top Critic. It strains to erect a supernatural universe while neglecting to fulfill the basic promises of a scary film built on a gag premise, stretching its dreary tale of trauma to nearly two hours. Miles, sorry, you're also going to break a leg. Don't care. Fuck you. All right. This one comes from Jen Yamoto. Yamoto? Yamoto. Yamoto. Well, yeah, there we go. Jen Yamoto, Los Angeles Times, top critic. It's an uneven scare fest, but the bloodthirst is at a least refreshing. All right, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now I'm gonna stop reading like the critics that comment on this shit. I'm gonna read more of the audience because the critics are douchebags, and I hope they fucking break two legs now. All right. This one comes from David Rydell, Chicago Reader, top critic. Emma Tammy's horror mystery film isn't perfect, but it's compelling and scary enough to beg for sequels. I agree. All right. Now the last one comes from Bobby Lapierre. 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 We'll say Lapierre just to make sure. You know, I don't know if he's fucking French, but it just sounds cool. Sorry if I mispronounce it, but I'm just pronouncing it a cooler way. All right. Film threat. All right. This is a flawed motion picture, but it offers families the chance to be scared together, and when it works, it is both creepy and fun, right? Like I said, it's more of a family horror movie, okay? It's still good. If you like the video games, I think personally you'll like the movie, but also you might be more of a harsher critic, but also take in the account that it is PG-13, right? And don't compare it to... Willy's Wonderland, okay? Just don't, all right? If they did it the way Willy's Wonderland was supposed... Whoa, backtrack. If they did it the way Willy's Wonderland did it, it would be a really good movie, okay? But they wanted to make it more family-friendly because, you know, 13, 14-year-olds can't go see a rated R movie. At least I didn't. I couldn't go when I was that young, right? So... Take that into consideration in the demographic that is reaching, okay? I think they did a good job, alright? So, with that being said, that is the end of this episode. Go watch it. Tell me what your thoughts are, alright? But, yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about it later. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, actually, we might talk about it later because there might be a sequel coming out and that would be fucking cool, okay? But, what's the... What are we doing this week? Today's Thursday, tomorrow nothing, Saturday, creepy encounters, don't know why it took such a long pause, but I did, and then Sunday, we are doing, oh, I'm doing a video on P. 
people that got inspired to go and kill other people from horror movies. Interesting. A lot of fucking weird shit, okay? It's really weird, right? And I'm saving those stories because they are actually really fucking good. And, yeah, they're funny. One's funny. I think one's funny, but... That's all I really got for you guys. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. We're almost to the weekend, okay? Let's just get this shit over with and just fucking have fun this weekend, okay? You deserve it. I deserve it. Just we deserve to have fun and relax, okay? So, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this planet Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.